Hi, my name is Caroline Stevenson, and you're listening to the first episode of What is Health? Today's topic focuses on the social determinants of health. My professor at the University of Florida, Dr. Widmer, gives the definition of the social determinants of health being conditions in the places where people live, learn, work, and play that affects a wide range of health risks and outcomes. The diabetes belt in the United States spreads across multiple southern states, including North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. They hold the first and second top spots, as well as fourth through tenth spots, for highest diabetes prevalence out of the 50 states, averaging about 12% of the population in each state suffering from diabetes. In conclusion of one scientific paper entitled Geographic Distribution of Diagnosed Diabetes in the U.S., a Diabetes Belt, by Barker et al. 2011, concluded that, and I quote, nearly one-third of the difference in diabetes prevalence between the diabetes belt and the rest of the U.S. is associated with sedentary lifestyle and obesity, end quote. But another article this time a meta-analysis, meaning a study that culminates, compares, and quantifies separate research studies on similar topics to provide a larger weight of evidence, looked into the built environment in diabetes. And this article entitled, Built Environmental Characteristics in Diabetes, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis by Braver et al., 2018, found that living, living in an urban residence was associated with higher type 2 diabetes risk and prevalence compared to living in a rural residence. They also found that higher neighborhood walkability and more green space tended to be associated with lower type 2 diabetes risk and prevalence. What I found interesting was the two different viewpoints for how to address this issue and to find the different factors that could be influencing the rates of diabetes. But I was interested to dig in a little bit more about the various health-related factors occurring in these diabetes belt states. The resource I utilized for the following data was the Measure of America data, tool from the Social Science Research Council. They are an independent nonprofit, and their Measure of America tool is designed, and I quote, for understanding well-being and opportunity in America and to stimulate fact-based dialogue about the issues we care about, end quote. The following data draws ecological associations, meaning that though the occurrence of these indicators occurs in the same place and the same time, there's no certainty of causation. However, I think it's important to call out these correlations and hope that this will blossom into further detailed research in the future to understand causality. The tool allows you to break down some factors on a state-by-state -state basis to understand the differences in power, money, and resources that may influence health indicators, such as diabetes prevalence. For instance, most of those same states within the diabetes belt are also some of the most food insecure in the nation, with food insecurity ranging between 13 to 17% of households. These states take the number 1, 4, 6, 8, 11 through 13th, and 20 and 22nd spots within the nation for most food insecurity. Additionally, infant mortality rates for these states is 7 to 9 infants per 1,000 live births. These states 
take the number one through third rankings, 11 through eight, 11th rankings, and 16 and 20 out of the 50 states for highest infant mortality. These states within the diabetes belt also carry some of the lowest high school graduation rates, coming in at number 48, 46, 45, 44, 42nd, and 40th in terms of graduation rates. Moreover, the states in the diabetes belt have the highest poverty rates, averaging about 20% of the population within the states. They take the number one spot for highest poverty rates and then number fourth spot through the eighth and spots 11 through 13 out of the 50 states. The average homicide rates within these nine states is 6.2 homicides per 100,000 people. And this puts some of the states in the number 2, 3, 4, 6, 10, 11, and 12th top spots for homicide rates nationally. These states have an average of 554 incarcerated people per 100,000 people, and those are some of the highest in the nations. Again, number 1 spot, 2, 4, 5, 9, 11, and 15 out of the 50 states. With those incarceration rates, it's not surprising that a large portion of the population is ineligible to vote due to felony conviction, giving these states the number 2, 5, 6, 7, 12, 13, and 15th highest proportions of ineligible voters. These stats cover many different areas not generally considered classic health topics, including education, resources, money, power, freedom, and safety. But I think it's time to consider all of these factors when looking to improve health. Scientists, researchers, and practitioners alike are beginning to work from this mindset, incorporating such topics into interventions and communications with communities. But we still have a long way to go to remove all barriers that result in health inequities. Thank you for listening to my podcast, What is Health? This is Caroline Stevenson. See you next week.